You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Munkinass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a- Sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Why is Brian Kelly all hot that he was five seconds late? <laughs> He's just playing around. Uh, we, had, <laughs> we had Mark Adams on that last segment. I thought we did that perfectly. We got in that last commercial break just before CBS News, and we have another hour coming up for you. Yeah, it's good to be back in studio. I'll tell you, Jupiter, Florida was... You know, unlike any spring training that we will ever experience, uh, and that last week for sure, being down there as the players started to depart, it was not easy for anybody. Uh, You know, we're all trying to adjust to this new world, and that was the most important thing on our minds, that our families were safe, that we were safe and doing the right thing. Baseball was way down on the list. Uh, a chatting with some of the players as they left with bags packed, uh, packing up their SUVs like Adam Wainwright, who I know you've heard a lot of that already here on KMOX, where he talked about uh, the fact that he uh, really feels bad for baseball fans because, you know, that's what they want to do is entertain you. He even went so far as to suggest that perhaps they should play baseball at some point in front of no fans just so we have something to follow. As you know, we are going to start playing the 2011 season beginning tomorrow, and we'll have that all the way through May 11th. But the baseball players, they understand that this is a time to be with family and to be close and to stay isolated and to not spread this virus to each other. Here is one of those players. He is the ace of the Cardinals staff. He is Jack Flaherty with our Chris Raby. Well, Jack Flaherty joins us on KMOX. Obviously, we wish that we were getting ready for the Cardinals to break camp and head to, what, open the new ballpark in Texas, then to Cincinnati. But instead, we wait and visit with Jack. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. I can't can't complain too much. How are you doing? Doing well. I mean, wish that we had sports... This this will be the best time of the year in sports. Has to be yeah. your favorite time of the year. Taking baseball out of it and the fact that the season would be starting. Is this your favorite time of the year with March Madness and NBA getting towards the playoffs and uh you got the Masters, NFL draft, uh, like literally everything right now. Uh it's actually it's a, it's second for me. October is uh is my favorite time. I mean, now that you're a big league pitcher, yeah, you know. Even no, even okay, even so, October is my favorite time because um, you have, I believe, the NFL 
True. Is going. I believe the you have the NFL going. You have Major League Baseball playoffs, and you have college football going. And then you have you know everything else kind of comes up at the same time. But I've always felt that October when you when you combine you know you get when you get Major League Baseball and you get the NFL and you get college football all going on at the same time for summer. That's October's always been my favorite month for sports. Mark, this time right here would be a very like close second, but just because the the NBA playoffs, I wouldn't group it just into this category yet, but yeah, October. We did a draft of sports events the other night. Like, Okay. This will be your slate for the year. There were four of us. We did it on the show. March Madness went first. I think uh, uh, Super Bowl went second, then Major League Baseball playoffs. Then I think I took the Masters. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals was up there as well, but... We could have all this stuff crammed. Hopefully, hopefully, we could have maybe all this stuff overlapping for the first time ever in a few months if if everything goes well. Yeah, you never know. It, it, it definitely could end up really interesting uh, just with everything going on. Um, but anytime you get at all these uh, sporting events around each other, it's always exciting. So what are you doing every day, and what are your – workouts and you're throwing like right now how much of that was planned as you guys were leaving florida because i know a million things were going on uh how much communication is there jack on on a day-to-day basis Uh, give folks an idea of of what this uh week has been like i mean there's constant communication you know in in terms of throwing and in terms of working out the schedule was kind of ever-changing for this first part of this week as we tried to figure out how long you know, we might be looking at. And so it's just kind of changed. It's still up in the air. Um, you know, throwing here and there, you know, throwing bullpens, just trying to stay sharp or, you know, get another chance to iron some things out as opposed to working on it in the beginning of the season, just iron, just ironing things out, working through it that way. And then uh, workouts, I mean, it's not, you know, trying to do as much as we can at this point. Is it frustrating is it more frustrating to not really know what's going on or does everyone kind of wish they were playing, but realize that everyone, every sport, really everyone in every walk of life is kind of in the, in the same boat, you know, like I was thinking about that today. That's the crazy thing. Whether you're waiting to start the season and be the Cardinals opening day starter like you, or if you work at, you know, a bank or a restaurant or you're a teacher or, uh, you're homeschooling your kids now. Everyone's kind of in the same boat, which is crazy. I, I can't think of any other instance in which that would be the case. You know, it's not like a, it's not like a strike uh, or, you know, something with uh, one city that gets hit by a natural disaster. It's just, it's bizarre to think about. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things that I don't ever, I don't want to, I don't want it to be boohoo or, you know, poor me or anything because everybody really is in in kind of the same boat. I mean, you got everybody in different walks of life having things canceled and schedules changed, you know, um, at this point, you know, for kids like little league seasons are being canceled. I'm sure like, you know, you know, the 
just every, you know, different sports all around are being canceled. You know, the spelling bee was, I think was canceled as well. And, you know, some, somebody somewhere is looking forward to that. Like that might've been their time to, to actually go out and win it. And just, and, and really anything you can think of people everywhere having um, things, you know, things that they were really looking forward to canceled. So, you know, for myself, obviously, we we want to. I want to be playing. We all want to be playing. Um, but understanding the situation and that that people everywhere are, are all going through this. It's not just us. It's not just the people you know. It's 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 everybody. And really thinking about just you know how everybody has been impacted, and you know just praying for for really everybody everywhere that you know. Hopefully, this comes down sooner than we think. But you know, during these times, just really trying to be understanding of everybody and you know just think of ourselves you know obviously we all, we all want to be playing we want we want to do you know we want to be playing baseball and everybody wants everything to resume as normal but it's going to take time that's for sure how much are you like reading and and watching about what's going on i mean it's the only story in the news and i've caught myself going down a couple of rabbit holes how much do you follow what's going on and how much do you maybe try to stay away since you have no control none of us have any control over it i'll say when when we were in florida um and it kind of started up i feel like i was checking everything every day um really every hour once it was like something new came up something changed every couple hours so um now since i've been home i really have not been checking up on it just been kind of going about my business doing whatever i can to you know, whether it's stay entertained or just, you know, do different things. Um, I, I haven't been checking up on it too much, just uh, giving little updates here and there, but not too much uh, of worrying, but just trying to do what I can uh, to, I guess, stay away from it all. Jack Flaherty's with us. Uh, you've been having fun on social media, going back and forth with people. I know that you uh do a number of podcasts and chats uh you doing with Robbie and you guys have been throwing around some different topics a lot of NBA stuff how much fun has it been to have that kind of as a diversion to talk hoops to watch some of the old games both college and NBA that that have been on over the last week or so yeah i mean it's been a lot of fun i guess uh just <laughs> i feel like most of my most of the action and everything has gone on on twitter in terms of different lists being made and it's just funny it's just crazy because this is what i do with you know a couple of my like whether it's close friends whether it's you know guys on the team or just people in general we get together we start talking sports and especially my best friend and i we just we're always whether we're texting each other or we're on the phone and we're making lists about all right, give me your best all-time team for this. Give me your best team for that. Give me, you know, your favorite players. Like, give me your one through five of favorite. Like, there's so many different things that we do. And I guess we've kind of taken it a little bit to social media um, and taken it that way. And then it's some cool, you know, other people have gotten involved and kind of done that. So it's always random stuff, but for some reason, lists are always fun to make and, and see what other people have come up with. Yeah, there was the all-time MLB team. There was, mm -hmm. did Stubby come up with the, if you had a team full of pitchers, only pitchers, uh, and everyone mm -hmm. had to pitch one inning and play a position, who would be on yeah. your team? So that was Stubby? Yeah, Stubby came up with that. Stubby came out of nowhere. That was and... a, that was... That was sneaky, sneaky question. Yeah, that was a great, 
That was a, a great question. Uh, he came out of nowhere. And there's other ones that are going to come up, too, that, you know, we, we've talked about. You know, if you had to take all MLB, all current MLB players and make a, you know, a football team or current MLB players and make a basketball team, like what would you come up with? And that, those are going to take a little bit more thought. But the whole pitchers one, Stubby came out of nowhere and and came up with it and came up with his list. All right. So your team, first Which of all. Which was hard to do. Yes, very hard to do. So you had yourself, <clears throat> shortstop mm-hmm. or third base, DeGrom at third base, Granky at second, Bumgarner at first, Wayno in left field, Lorenzen center field. That's not fair. Yeah, he could play anywhere. Uh, Freed, outfield, mm-hmm. Woodruff, uh, ooh, Luke Weaver at catcher. Um, he was one of the guys in the touch the ceiling club, right? Yeah. So did you have guys like texting you about this, like the basketball stuff last year? And did you have guys campaigning? <laughs> So I didn't. The one guy that I know would have would have texted me if I didn't put him on the list would have. Well, two guys would have been Weaver and would have been Wayno. I know if I didn't put <laughs> Wayno on this team, it would have been. I probably would have gotten a phone call like, "What are you just like? What are you doing?" Um, but it's hard to to figure out who like would be catching. Um, you know, there was there's a couple guys that you know I originally put Syndergaard on it because he you know he's got some pop. But w- when I went back and looked, I I was like I had left Max off of there, and I was like Max definitely like I've seen it. Like he he's going to be on that list. Uh, you know, the the couple guys. Yeah, so Syndergaard, and then uh, a lot of people gave Stroman love at second base. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Stroh couldn't, but he he's also played majority of his career in the American League, so I need to see more of it. He could definitely play the infield. Don't get me wrong, um, but he's played a majority of his career in the American League, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, so that was my that was my take on on Stroh right there. Who was? I, I think uh, he could definitely do it. Who was? Uh, now I'm forgetting which one of you guys it was. Uh, he's not with the club anymore, who last year during the PFP competition during the final was picking it at shortstop. Like, no look. Uh, oh, man. Uh, uh, Willie so Perez yeah, or something. Yes, yes, Williams, yeah. Williams Perez, yeah. Yes. Billy Baseball. Willie. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he, he did it, man. Everybody will surprise you. It was it was fun, but um, yeah, that that list was hard to make in terms of, and it's hard to think of a catcher. Yeah, you know, I think we could. I think we could do it. I think Woodruff could could do it and be back there. I'm trying to think of guys we that were throw, converted, we, like like Jason Mott. He was a catcher, and then they converted him. Yeah. I'm trying to think, but nobody comes up off Kenley. the top of my head. Yeah, Kenley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a big target. I just back think we we would we would throw himself in front of the ball to block it. <laughs> he would just he'd do anything he could to, to, to stop it if you bounced it. And I think he could catch a little bit. I don't know, I'll take my chances with him back there, I guess. You know, I think it was Baumgartner a couple of years ago who talked about it'd be awesome if there was a pitcher's home run derby at the all star game. I know for a variety of reasons that'll probably never happen, but if you could yeah. add I've always thought about if you could add a couple other things to that night when they have the derby. Like in the NBA, obviously there's dunk, three point, shooting stars, uh, yeah. like a skills. 
if you could add a couple of things, what would you add? Would it be like uh, first well, to third, or would it be like uh, strongest throw by an outfielder from like the foul pole to the cutoff man? So, well, first, I, I mean, in a pitcher's uh, home run derby, that'd be very fun to watch. Like, I would like, and the other the other guy that was left off some guys were like, you guys said Shohei. Um, Ooh, yeah. Otani should have been added to the list, which didn't really register because he's like. It's kind of unfair. He's so more like I, a position player now. Yeah, I, it, it was it was hard to, I didn't think about him, but. Um, but for like a pitcher's home run derby, you could have so like I'd throw Miles' name into that list. Uh, Bumgarner, Syndergaard, uh, Otani. Like, there's definitely guys on the league that'd be fun to watch do like a home run derby. Oh yeah. Um, but things I would want to see, uh, I would definitely like, like want to see a a relay race. That would be cool around the bases. Just whatever, if it's around the bases, if it's um, like just straight line, like between center field and, and and the right field line or center field and the left field line, like whatever, like straight line, just relay race, like watching those guys move. Uh, that would be, that could be very, very entertaining to watch. How about like if the machine shoots a ball to the gap and it's a relay, like center fielder chases it down, hit the cutoff, throw home time it that way well yeah then uh so that's the you you don't even have to i mean even if it's not that even if you just literally did a you know standard like we've done it there's people have done it like when you've been little kids but just like a you know a a cut and relay race where you start the ball wherever you want to start it like down the line and you you're going to home plate and whoever can go the fastest those that that'd be entertaining because you, you could have a couple different uh, you know groups of that sort. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd want to see like a one-on-one like sprint race, but I think a relay would be very would be entertaining. You don't think uh, they would add Gertie hitting ragball and and laughing like a maniac as as an event? <laughs> I don't know if they'd add it. It, it. it wouldn't. It would definitely be entertaining to see guys around the league. Uh, Try to handle that. <laughs> Gertie would be Brian Eversgird, the bullpen coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. Jack Flaherty with Chris Raby. Let's play a little more of that when we come back from the break. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Also, Chris Blair is going to be with us, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway. And I'm going to read you the column that I wrote about Adam Wainwright in 2011, the speech that he gave before they went on their historic run. That's this hour as well on KMOX. Back after this. Welcome back to the Munkinass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkinass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. What if you had to take one NBA player and one NFL player, put them on the Cardinals, they have to be on the roster all year, and they have to play, you know, if not every game, like, they don't have to start. But we'll say that they have to start a number of games. They have to come in to pinch hit or be a defensive replacement. So they're going to have to play. You can't just bury them on the end of the bench. Who do you think would be able to, would be able to, you know, be competent enough obvious- to help you? Guys? That's Chris Raby with Jack Flaherty. We're replaying the interview on sports on a Sunday morning. Here's the answer. Yeah, I think the obvious choice in the NFL is Russell Wilson. Yeah. 
Um, Mahomes was uh, was a stud too, right? High school. Pitching? Yeah, yeah. But Mahomes could, could pitch. I, I think the obvious choice would be Russell Wilson, and then right behind him would would be Mahomes. Um, because I guess you could throw him in the bullpen, you know. Yeah. Wilson being a position player, be like you know a little bit different. And then um, in the NBA, um, wow, who do I think could do it in the NBA? That's a tough question. I don't know many basketball guys that that like used to play baseball. Yeah, you almost have to think like and it's hard to think back to cuz all you guys were, you know, studs in high school at any sport you played for the most part, but trying to think of that skill set that translates over an entire season too, right? Like that's that's the other thing. Yeah. Um Dude, I don't that's a hard one. Dang. Um, <laughs> like translating over the entire season? Yeah, they're going to have to be on the roster and play, like, regularly. Jeez. wonder if Kevin Love I mean, played. Like, He's got, like, the outlet pass, overhand pass. I wonder if he could play, like, right field. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think, too. I'm just trying to think of who can throw a baseball. Yeah, because it's funny. A lot of those guys, as athletic as they are, look ridiculous trying to throw out first pitches. That's like the only sample you, size we have. But yeah, when you see them come out and throw first pitches, sometimes it doesn't look uh, <laughs> doesn't look very, natural. It doesn't look very athletic. And so I'm like thinking, skill set wise, like you know, who could uh, who could go out and do it? And like you know, you know, you think of like. John Wall's a very good athlete, but I know he threw. He had a very bad first pitch. See, that's why. Um, My, yeah, that's why Michael Jordan. What he did was so ridiculous. The fact that he went straight to Double A and hit like, eventually around two hundred, just being dropped in yeah. at age thirty, whatever, yeah. having not played baseball since high school. That's absurd. Like seeing breaking balls, and that's that's absurd. Yeah, and doing that, it, it, it's it's definitely. It's definitely impressive. Like that's that is for sure. Did uh, I honestly just came and looked up a video of, of NBA guys throwing out first pitches, and a lot of them uh, don't look very don't look very good. Here you go, uh, Pat Connaughton on the Bucks. He played baseball. I think oh, there you go. he played baseball yeah. in Notre Dame. Yeah, right? he could pitch. He, yeah, he could throw. He Here's could pitch. Those are two good yeah. ones. I don't know. There might be there might be a drop off after Pat though. Uh yeah. No, that that's for sure. He was he could he could pitch, so it really makes you appreciate, and that's Jack Flaherty with Chris Raby, the difference in sports and just because you're a great athlete doesn't mean you can play all of them. I mean the skaters in hockey, that's a skill set. The uh, there are a lot of times you see a lot of the hockey players become really good golfers because of their ability from Swinging the stick and swinging a golf club doesn't always translate in baseball. It's a different swing of the club. But pitching from NBA, that's a great perspective there, that how many of the NBA players throwing out a first pitch don't look athletic, but we all know that they are. It's just a different skill set completely. 
And it gives you a great appreciation for what these athletes do to get themselves conditioned in their respective sports, no doubt about it. And Chris is right. What Michael Jordan did back then, playing for the Birmingham Barons after playing all that time for the Chicago Bulls in the NBA and then going right to double A was remarkable. It gives you an appreciation for players like uh, Charlie Ward, who, who was a Heisman Trophy winner and then played for the New York Knicks at a very high level. For you know who played also um, played baseball in college and football was Jameis Winston also at Florida State, a player like Bo Jackson who excelled and was an All Star and and an All Pro, both NFL and Major League Baseball. Deion Sanders, Brian Jordan, so there are a lot of examples between football and baseball, uh, but it's not easy. There's no doubt about it. Those are world class athletes. When we come back, I'm going to tell you the story of 2011. Did you know that when the Cardinals were 10 and a half out and everybody pretty much had them looking ahead to 2012, there was one player who stood up in front of his teammates and gave a speech to a crowd of people also that this season is not over. That player was Adam Wainwright. I would know because I was holding the microphone at the time. We will tell you exactly what he said to the Cardinals before they went on their historic run that you're going to start hearing tomorrow on KMOX. We're going to replay that entire run all the way through Game 7 of the World Series every night here on the radio station. That is next on KMOX. It's 1134. I'm Tom Ackerman. Sports on a Sunday morning. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Lindbergh. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 0-1 delivery. Here she comes. Swinging a high drive into left. Back goes the Craig. He's at the track. He has it. What a great memory. Tom Ackerman back sports on a Sunday morning as the snow begins to fall here in downtown St. Louis. We'll continue to update you on the weather, and Brian Kelly will have it at the top of the hour. That memory, 2011, the Cardinals winning the World Series, will be captured on May 11th here on KMOX. And from now until that time, we will air a game every night, or in the case of Sunday, at noon. This will start tomorrow night at 6.15 when Edwin Jackson takes the mound against the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Cardinals' 10 and a half games out on August 25th. Did Adam Wainwright know something that we didn't? On August 24th, the Cardinals lost to the Dodgers. They were swept at Bush Stadium. They were 10 and a half games out of the wild card race, and the season was slipping away. Yet there was Wainwright delivering inspirational words to his teammates during the lowest point of the season. And I have the transcript word for word right in front of me. How do I have that? Because it was during my interview of Wainwright at that's, that year's Knights of the Cauliflower Year dinner that the injured Cardinals pitcher, remember he was out for the season after Tommy John surgery, sent a message to fans that his team was not going to quit. It was an impromptu speech that laid out a vision for an unbelievable comeback by Wainwright. Jason Stark wrote about it on ESPN.com. And I was there, and I wrote about it for KMOX.com. Here's the message that Wainwright gave at the Missouri Athletic Club on August 24, 2011. What a pleasure it is, Wainwright began, 
to play in front of a crowd like this for an organization like this in a city like this every day. It's really a treat for us. I asked him how he's recovering from his surgery, and he said this, I'm doing really great. I hope these boys will hold on and play some great baseball down the stretch so I can try to talk Tony into letting me pitch too early. Crowd laughed at that and applauded a little bit. He said, I've handled this the best I can. I found out in spring training I was missing the season. And the last thing this the last thing this team, this city needs, is for me to show up and be a negative Nelly every day. They need me as a positive force on this team. I know I can help this team win when I'm pitching, but I also know I can help this team when I'm not pitching, too. I continued to hold the microphone. I looked at Wainwright, and he kept going. He said, it's one of those things where it's a lot easier when you're winning. Right now, it's not easy for anyone because we're not winning. This city deserves us to win, and we want to win. Wainwright then delivered the rationale for believing the Cardinals could still do it. He said, the way I look at it, we play the Brewers six more times. Yeah, we're down 10 games now. It was actually 10 and a half. But he said, yeah, we're down 10 games now. If we beat them all six times, we're down four games. And the crowd started to make some noise inside the room. He said, I don't think anybody in their right mind would be comfortable ahead of us only up four games. So we've got a great chance because no one expects us to come back and win. We have a greater chance to do it because nobody is expecting it. We've proven it before that we can surprise people, and we have the ability and the people that can do it. And then Wainwright sat down. I looked over. Tony LaRusso was clapping. John Mosellock was clapping. Half the team's roster was in the room, they were cheering, the fans were cheering, and from that day forward, the Cardinals went on an absolute tear. They went 30-13 and from that point to Game 1 of the World Series. And you know what happened in the World Series. They won it in seven games. So they went 34-16 and from that point forward and won the World Series. Adam Wainwright might consider a future in motivational speaking. But at that moment, he was prophetic. He was right on the money. And did that give the Cardinals the boost? Well, great baseball did. And also uh, collapsed down the stretch by some other teams, and they were able to to pass uh, the Atlanta Braves. But I'll tell you what, that was an unbelievable time, and it sets up an incredible moment tomorrow when you get to start hearing Cardinal baseball on this radio station. I'm glad we're doing it. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll connect with Chris Blair, who is doing something for sports fans, and in particular, racing fans. You will be able to witness racing, not at the track itself, Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, but on a digital replica, eSports, alive and well, and the Bomberito.com Throwback 500 is taking place a week from today. Chris will explain when we come back. I'm Tom Ackerman. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX continues after this. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you. What a show we've had with Bryce Weiler, Born Blind, and spoke about Beautiful Lives Project and all of the things that he's doing. He also really... I think lifted our spirits in many ways during a very tough time that we're going through, but a time also where we can start to reconnect with people, tell them that we love them, spend time with our families and stay closer and feel more connected to them. He's a, a he's quite a, a person. He really is. And Bryce texts me 
that he's already, and this was a half an hour, well, almost an hour ago, he said, I've already heard from three blind people so far who listen to your show who all really enjoyed having me on. That makes me feel good. I'm sure he's going to hear from a lot more people who want to be lifted up by Bryce. He's a terrific young man, and he's done an amazing thing by allowing people with disabilities to experience sports through Beautiful Lives Project. He just There's something about the way he talks about life and what he's gone through that I think is going to help us through times like these. By the way, his phone number, I'm going to give you his cell phone because he's getting calls and texts. Remember, he said on the interview, he's like, I'm not sure how many calls I'm going to get. Oh, you're going to get them, Bryce. 812-899-5673. Call him or text him. It's also Bryce, B-R-Y-C-E, at beautifullives.org if you want to email him. 812-899-5673 to learn more about Beautiful Lives. That was really neat. Also, thanks to Travis Ford, Mark Adams, Jack Flaherty, all for being with us. Hope you enjoyed the Adam Wainwright speech as well going into 2011. And joining us now is Chris Blair, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway. To wrap up our show, we're going to spend a good 10 minutes with Chris to talk about something that he's doing that is remarkable in the area of sports. Chris, good morning and good to be along with you. How are things for you? Oh, you know, Tom, we're staying busy. Uh, we've been working on a variety of projects, uh, getting into some stuff that we've been uh, kind of uh, testing over the course of the last year or so. We've been working on an esports program that we were going to be uh, getting involved with. And uh, over the course of the last uh, 10 days or so, it really has accelerated that uh, that work. And uh, we're seeing some great things that are starting to happen with what we're trying to do. A week from today, you're going to have an iRacing event. This is an invitational. It's called the eSports Bomberito.com Throwback 500. It's open to 62 drivers. I love this so much. It's going to be broadcast on Speed 51. I'm going to ask you about that in just a moment, too. But it's something you've been talking about for a while. Tell us about this event, which is going to have drivers competing on a digital replica of your mile-and-a-quarter oval. Yeah, that's right. So for those of you who aren't familiar with iRacing, uh, the iRacing platform, it's actually owned by the Fenway Group. That's the only thing I've got against iRacing. It's owned by the Fenway Group. <laughs> but uh, they uh, they came out to our racetrack several years ago, and they did a complete scan of the racetrack where they ran equipment that laser-leveled. Uh, it checked every detail about the track, so it picked up every little bump, every little dip, everything that could possibly be out there on the racing surface. The walls are, are accurate. It has the grandstands, even has the surrounding area of what the track looks like. And so a lot of racers uh, use in their downtime, uh, spend their evenings at home practicing racing on tracks all over uh, the country and all over the world. There's a lot of great circuits that are on there. And ours is, it just happens to be one of those that they use. And uh, so we decided, you know, we've been wanting to get into the esports arena more and more. We've been working with Larry Albus and the group over at uh, Maryville with their esports program. And uh, this all kind of came about, uh, first off, my son and some of his friends put a race together a few nights ago. So I decided if he's, if he can do it, then we need to start working on something. And uh reached out to uh, an e-gamer that we've been promoting and working with for a while from Pennsylvania by the name of Chad Frankenfield. And uh, he pulled it all together. So what we wanted to do is it's going to be like very similar to what you would see uh, for the average fan. You're going to be sitting at home and watching this on a, on your TV or your computer, however you feed it. And you'll be able to watch what is very close to reality of a race at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway. And uh, 
Uh, we're very excited about it. We've encouraged the teams to do, you know, throwback uh, paint schemes to look like the cars from the 60s and the uh, 70s, just add a little flair to it and make it different from what some of the others are doing. And uh, so far, it's taken shape. A lot of drivers are expressing interest. We have pro drivers. We have a lot of drivers from other fields that are getting into it. So, uh, you know, on March 29th at 8 o'clock, it's going to be a great show that showcases Worldwide Technology Raceway. Wow. And you're going to have drivers from all series, right? That's It's open to everybody. So we have uh, uh, some IndyCar guys, Indy Lights, uh, reaching out a couple of my NASCAR buddies to get involved with it. And uh, so it's all coming together. Uh, so it's uh, it's uh, it's untelling who we may have. I know a couple of dirt racing guys are going to hop in. So uh, it's going to be almost like an IROC, the International Race of Champions. We're opening it up to everyone, and a couple of the uh, IndyCar guys are going to get in it as well. So it's going to be neat. Tell me about Speed 51, which, by the way, is at speed51.com. That's where you're going to broadcast it live. This is going to be broadcast there, but in that, it, with Speed 51, it's a pay-per-view platform, but what they've been doing uh, is broadcasting everything for free on these simulation races uh, through their Facebook uh, page. So you can go to the Speed 51 Facebook page and watch these. So uh, my son and a couple of his friends put together a race this past weekend. They had uh, 300 entries. Excuse me, it was this past Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. They had 300 entries for a uh, NASCAR truck race. Um, and uh, they ended up with over 34,000 viewers just on the Facebook page when it was live. Uh, now, that was also being broadcast through a YouTube stream, through a Twitch stream. There were multiple others. So uh, Austin and his friends are putting together the numbers for me, but they're saying that just on the live views, it was approaching 100,000 people that were watching it online from all around the world. Huh. So there's a great way to really wow. broadcast the, the sport. Yeah, this the future of this is pretty amazing, I think. So how easy is it to get involved with sim racing? If it's me or, or a listener right now, we're not professional drivers. How do we get involved? Well, here's the thing about it. And the, if for a lot of people, I know if they're following the Twitter feeds of some of the NASCAR Cup guys, you see some folks who have uh, $20,000 rigs that they have in their, their basements that they're racing on. But the number one and number two ranked uh, iRacing driver in the country is a NASCAR truck driver by the name of Ty Majeski. Ty's setup is at his kitchen table with a steering wheel that he bought at Walmart and pedals from a, uh, a Walmart uh, order that he placed and a basic computer monitor. And he's out there beating these guys with a $20,000 rig. So it's relatively inexpensive. Uh, you can buy your membership. Uh, there's different platforms, and it just depends on how much you want to race and what types of cars you want to race. So iRacing is just one of those platforms. But then if you have an Xbox One or if you have some of these other uh, gaming stations, there's a lot of online opportunities and online uh, communities where you can go participate in e-gaming and e-racing. What's going on today at 1230 on FS1 with this NASCAR Pro Invitational? This is probably going to be the biggest moment in the history of uh, e-sports e as far as motorsports goes uh, and, as, and as far as the iRacing platform. They're basically taking, you know, today there should have been a race taking place at Homestead Miami Speedway, and NASCAR pulled everybody together along with the iRacing folks, and uh, Fox uh, Sports hopped in, and they're going to broadcast what this looks like uh, so the fans can watch it and see it. Um, you know, all the drivers are getting involved. Their, their crew guys are getting involved. The whole community is rallying around this. There's a lot of great drivers who have come through the e-gaming uh, space before they hopped over into a Legends car or a local short track car. 
that we, we want to show people that it's uh, it's attainable from the ground up. And, and uh, this is going to be a great opportunity for this. I think after this race is over today and they showcase what iRacing and e-gaming is all about, it's going to be um, just an explosion of interest across all, all areas of motorsports and sports because this is it's truly uh, a great opportunity. Uh, because, for example, when uh, my son and some of his friends are racing, he'll come in and tell me, say, he'll say, Dad, I'm uh, racing against Alex Bowman or I'm racing against uh, some of the IndyCar drivers. And they have these communities that they build worldwide where everybody hops in and races against one another. So even if you've never been in a race car before, if you can hone your skills on the e-gaming, there's opportunities for you to not only uh, race against the stars but also to win some money. This is really something. This iRacing and eSports uh, really taken off, and it's all part of, you know, again, you've been talking about this for a while. The worldwide technology has become the presenter, the face of your track, and Worldwide Technology Raceway Gateway is presenting a March 29th iRacing event, eSportsBomberito.com Throwback 500 Invitational. Again, this will take place 7 o'clock Central Time on Sunday, 62 drivers. It'll be broadcast on Speed 51. There's a throwback theme for the entries. They'll compete on a digital replica of the mile and a quarter oval over at Worldwide Technology Raceway Gateway, right across from the Arch in Madison, Illinois. NASCAR, IndyCar all run there. And drivers who fall into the open category, racers from all over, including the Elite Racing League and Gateway Cartplex, and those who meet the requirements on the entry form. Right, Chris? That is correct, and you know that's one thing, Tom. We you know we just want people to get involved and watch it, is because this is a first step for us and a launch that we've been working on for quite some time. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Larry Albus has been working with some of the other uh, sports properties here in town, uh, such as the Blues, and working with the the soccer teams and the, and the various groups that have very good online gaming platforms. For what we eventually want to do is create a league that's you know available to people who live within a certain uh, area around St. Louis where they can compete, uh, whether it's in their homes or if we want to have uh, gatherings later on in the future uh, where we can all get together and have different tournaments and things. There's a lot of interest in this. And, you know, it's a perfect fit for a racetrack that's involved with worldwide technology. And that's one thing, too, I should probably give a little bit of a recognition today, too, that in today's race on Fox Sports 1, uh, Bubba Wallace will be racing the worldwide technology car in Good. today's race on, on FS1. So it's a perfect tie-in. So for all of our uh, loyal St. Louis fans, you can go on to FS1 and uh, cheer on a hometown team. That's good to hear. Uh, WWTRaceway.com is really the best way to get all of this information. It's right there on the website, WWTRaceway.com. If you choose to connect with them through social media, they're everywhere. I mean, Chris's group is all over the place. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and anywhere you'll find racing, WWTRaceway.com, Worldwide Technology Raceway Gateway is right in the middle of it. Chris Blair, have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for joining us on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Always great to hear your voice. Hey, Tom, I just want to thank you. It was a fantastic show today and very uplifting. So thank you uh, for putting it all together today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it very much. Thanks to James O'Sullivan, our producer. I'm Tom Ackerman. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, Total Information AM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.